You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Well, you know what? We, we did put the, uh, the word out for bass players, and we've already gotten uh, a lot of submissions, and we've gotten some really great ones as well. So, Any musicians? You know, uh, no musicians yet, but, we're, but we are hoping that maybe, I mean, we don't really want a musician, though. We want a bass player. So, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. <laughs> Hey, welcome to another episode of 2020. My name's Corey Peza here, as always, with Siobhan and Ben. What up? Hey, this was a super fun episode. It was, like, awesome to have yeah. our guest back, who I will introduce, Satchel of Steel Panther. He was on our show before, so go check out parts one and two. It was really exciting to have him back. We talked about some really interesting things. Some really interesting things. <laughs> Dare I say that, is this the first interview where he talks about what happens with Lexi? It might be. It might be. You might have to fast lane this. So if you guys are listening, we probably made this like a day ago because, well, this is hot off the press. Check it out. Part one with Satchel. And uh, just as a reminder, we uh, we talked to Satchel for two hours and we did not stop. So this episode is just going to come to an abrupt end and you'll have to pick it up on the next one. It's kind of <laughs> like the drugs, man. <laughs> just <laughs> so keep here's going. part one with Satchel. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Benny Goodman. I'm here with my good friend, Siobhan Cronin and Corey Peza. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Absolutely oh, phenomenal. You're asking me too? Not yet. We haven't introduced you listening to yet. 2020. <laughs> and we're here with our amazing guest, the famous to his mom, to my mom, to your mom, most likely. To Satchel from there. Steel Panther. How are you, brother? Oh, I've, I'm, I'm, look at me. I mean, I've got audio. These audio technicals, I don't know what they are. I don't even They're know. members only. But whoever's That's listening definitely has to look. Definitely zone. have to. What did you say? No, I'm saying. Out. <laughs> oh, am I cutting out? I was saying you, everyone listening definitely has to look because this is a very as usual visual episode. Amazing hair, amazing makeup, guitars, headphones, all the things. Thank you. You know, I'm, I've only got eyeliner on. I know it looks like I've got makeup on because I'm actually my skin is just very good for a 73 year old man. No, no, you're like a it's Van Zant from here up, from the from the, the Botox from the 11s. It's the Van yes. Zant. Well, this is you know when you wear a headband, you don't really have to get Botox because you, you just tighten it up. You know, that's a really good tip. Good. It looks really I'm, good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that from now on. It's, Forget you those don't need it yet. You're like you're like ten, maybe two decades away from that. So don't oh, worry it's about fine. It. <laughs> I've already had it, so it's too late. <laughs> oh, well, no wonder you look so good. <laughs> Dropping the secrets. Well, Satchel, we appreciate you uh, joining us again here on 2020. We spoke to you last year uh, in the midst wow. of the uh, last year in 2020. In 2020, yeah, we didn't wait. That was last year. I thought it was 2017, dude. I thought yeah. 2000. Wait, what year are we yeah. in now? Hey, listen, Who even knows? Is, you guys have to change the name of the show to 2021. You're gonna have to change it to 2035 when the pandemic is still going in 2035. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's bleak. there's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, actually, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> Fair enough. There's a pandemic. Is, is this like some sort of uh, intervention? There's a pandemic. Wait, pa- pandemic. There is, is a that like pansexual. Pandemic is actually way worse. How, why do you have so many keyboards, Benny? I don't understand why you have. Why, why anyone needs that many fucking keyboards? Because he thinks he'll have get you, better at piano if he buys more gear. That's yeah. it's, it's like guitars. The more you buy, it's like hopefully no, you'll get better. So it's like so it's like the same thing as Ingve Malmsteen with the seven thousand Marshalls. So I go basically, <laughs> I hide myself in keyboards on stage. Then yeah. I light myself up. Then I turn on my iPod that nobody could see, and then I just pretend. 
Would you trade all those keyboards in for one keytar though? Or do you have a keytar? Dude, what you don't know, what you can't see is I'm playing a keytar right here. Oh, I believe it. A very sad song just for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I had a keytar, it would be covered in sperm. I don't know why I just said that. They're it's, so cool. Seem to make sense. Um, <laughs> it does. It's so, Asian sperm, surprisingly. <laughs> well, yeah. What's, doesn't it? Does that taste the same, or does it taste like tapioca? I don't get it. What, what does it oh. taste like? That's what <laughs> matters. <laughs> We're getting the quality I'm the wrong, wrong one to ask yeah. on this dais. <laughs> yeah. All well, right. So let's jump in. Let, let's ask. Not- Ben, just be quiet for this this first bit. So, Satchel, what's what's been going on since we last talked to you? You're performing a little bit again. Like, what's oh new? Oh, my God. There is so much going on. We just got done with, like, a 13-month tour. No, I'm just kidding. There's been nothing going on. Has anything been going on with you guys? I mean, I haven't talked to you in, what, it's been a year? I mean, That's there's crazy. really nothing going on. I, I, I still don't know. I've moved it. I, I'm in the same house. And since I talked to you guys last time, I still don't know where my mailbox is. I've, I moved in here and I don't know where the mailbox is. There must be like so much mail in there. Nothing important, I assume. Maybe nothing. that's why nothing's yeah. going on. I don't pay you bills. Haven't gotten so the memo. I feel like in a year, my angle of my camera changed and I got more keyboards, but not much else. You, it looks like you have more keyboards. Do you know how to turn any of those on though? I mean, that's really good. I talk to them dirty all the time, but nothing uh. seems to happen. Well, you're not doing it right. That's the problem. You got to find out where the uh, Corsaurus is and then rub it. You know what I love about you is that there literally is no edit and that everything from, from your head satchel to, to the ears of everybody. is just straight, No, but it's straight from like the noggin. Like there, it's, it's totally unabashed. Like it's unfiltered. It's like 100% pure. Like they haven't, it's not from concentrate, which is what most things are now. I'm no bullshit, Benny. I don't fuck around. You know what I mean? And people, I think people, people appreciate that about me because when people ask me what I think about stuff, I usually, um, I don't tell them the truth, honestly, but I, I don't bullshit them either though. That's the thing. Like that's, that's a fine line. It's a, it is a fine line. You don't want to be totally honest with people because if you're totally honest, they're going to hate your guts. Like, I mean, you know I mean? You can't be totally honest. Nobody's totally honest hundred percent of the time because seriously, would you, I mean, I was in a long-term relationship one time it lasted um, almost a week and a half. And this girl, like, you wanted, you know, me to be honest. This is what girls always say. They want, they want you to be honest, you know. I just want honesty from a guy. No, they don't. They really don't. You sh- can't be honest with a girl. Like, you can be a little bit honest, but you can't be totally honest with a girl. Do you have, you have a girlfriend? Which, oh any, do you guys have a girlfriend? Are you talking to Siobhan? Because like, that'd be really cool. I, I, Siobhan, currently do don't have, I currently don't have a girlfriend, but you're totally right. I think we want like maybe 80% honesty. The other 20% yeah, is like, You're married oh, to a guy, great. right? I am married to a guy. Oh my God. How's that working out? It's working out pretty well. We have two different places, so we can't kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. I know a guy in Florida. He's got, he's got, he's married to a girl and they have, um, like, apparently this guy's got, like, a lot of money. And he's um, he's got two master bedrooms. He's got his own master bedroom. And his wife has a master bedroom. How kick-ass is that? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, to be honest, though, I mean, we get along super well. We try to be together as much as possible. But, yeah, we have two different places. I mean, it helps. You know, you got to have your own thing going on. It I just have a masturbator. Oh, there uh, we go. Well, what's his name? Corey. There you go. <laughs> Don't drag me into this. It's getting dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
We, uh, I don't know if we need to turn this into a relationship advice episode. Yeah, well, we should. What? Why not? I'm, I'm, I'm excellent at it. <laughs> really, really good at that kind of stuff. So what and other good tips do you have for relationships? Good Let's tips for relationships? It. Well, I mean, yeah. obviously, that you, the first tip was, uh, is obvious. Lie, lie whenever you need to lie. And, um, um, I, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't have a lot of long-term relationships. So usually really, it's usually just sexual, you know, I have, you know, I have sex with girls that I'm very attracted to. And that way I don't, I, it's really hard to fake sex. That's the thing. Like if you're attracted to somebody, you're, it's, it's fun and it's a great time. I mean, we've all tried to fake sex. I, it's really hard for guys. Cause I, I can't, you can't really fake a boner. So if, if you're trying to fake a boner, it's, you have to <laughs> close your eyes and think about something. You, you can do it. You can turn. We have a song. I don't know if you guys have heard. It's called Turn Out the Lights. Yeah. Um, yeah and for that, sure. That's a, I mean, listen, Steel Panther was that, songs. Was that meant for Tori Spelling? <laughs> well, I could very, whoever's with Tori Spelling right now could probably, could probably, you know, take that advice to heart. Um, all of our songs are educational, as you probably well know. I mean, I've we're not, yeah. yeah, we're not just out here like having fun. We, we do have fun, but we're trying to educate the youth on heavy metal and, and the ways of love, you know, that's what we do. So. Absolutely. <laughs> so speaking of relationships, you say you don't have very long relationships, but man, so I've been seeing you with Corey alone for like a decade. I've seen you 150 million times and I, I, I heard that a certain bass player is gone. And I only found that out by getting text messages saying, are you going to play bass for Steel Panther? And, and immediately I thought, I am definitely not good at looking enough. But what's no, up, you're, man? You're, you're a cutie pie, dude. You're a cutie pie. Ooh, you ben, you might have a gig. Now. Yeah. Yeah. You need the I mean, luscious yeah. locks. I mean, every Wednesday I have nice wigs. It's all real hair. I mean, however you could, you know, look the part. I mean, listen, obviously our band... We don't give a shit how we sound. We care how we look. That's the main thing. You know, um, I think you I'll got start a strong, tanning. You got a strong jawline. You know, you'd have to shave. You got to look, you got to look, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, 19, 1987. Like just, just if you were going to audition for, for Whitesnake, what would you look like? You know, exactly. in 1987, I'd look like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not be born. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I mean, look like Joel Hextra. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I called him to see if he wanted to play bass, but he was obviously busy. He is some yeah, fucking man of hair, busy. man. That guy. He does. If there's anybody that gives Lex, Lexi like a, a run for his money with the hair, it's it just put it, yeah. the hair solo on that guy. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of he's got he's well conditioned. That guy. Yeah. Well have, have you uh, heard anything from Nikki Six? Oh, I've heard a few things from Nikki Six, but nothing that I can repeat. He's, uh, he's not interested. No. I figured he might be looking for a gig. No, he just, he just, Nikki Six hates Steel Panther. I don't know why, I don't know why he hates us so much. I mean, we, we get along so well. It's like, we both make fun of Vince Neil. He makes fun of, <laughs> we make fun of Vince Neil. Vince Neil's an easy target. He's like low hanging fruit. You oh, yeah. know, I think we spent the previous episode, which if you have not seen, go back in the 2020s archives and listen to that. But a, a good chunk of that episode was uh, on Vince Neil. <laughs> on Vince Neil. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a, he's an easy guy to talk about. Let's face it. I mean, it's it's a uh, when you have that much talent and that much, uh, you know, that, I mean, he's a great looking guy. I think I think Vince Neil and Don Dawkins should start a band together with Oni Logan from Lynch Mob and go deep. And we'll just call it like the three losers. 
Uh, you know what, Don? I'll tell you what. We did the, you ever heard, of, you know that uh, M3 festival in, where is it, Maryland? Mar- in, in Maryland? I don't know if I know that one. I think okay. um, we played there a few years ago and, and um, we had never played there before. And, and uh, we were, I was wandering around and I found the, the place where all the bands go to eat. It's, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> oh, the catering? <laughs> pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. I wish it was a Pizza Hut. The food wasn't that good. But uh, I went and got some food and I was like looking for a place to, to sit down and, and um, you know, there was like a bunch of people, there was a bunch of bands playing there. So it was, it was more crowded than a pizza hut. And I, I was, I was like looking for somebody in my band so I could sit down next to somebody and not feel uncomfortable. And I was like, Oh, I saw Michael Starr and he was like across the way. And, and I was like, Oh shit, Michael's sitting next to some homeless guy, like some ho- homeless guy who's like losing his hair and he's got fucked up teeth and shit. And, and um, I was like, well, fuck it. I'll go sit next to Michael and the homeless guy. And uh, I went and sat down and I was like, oh, shit, that's not a homeless guy. That's fucking Don Dockett. <laughs> and, and I sat down next to Don Dockett and, and Michael and, and um, Don was he was so talkative. He was re- he was really a nice guy. It was like it, it was talking about how he likes to plant flowers in his backyard or something. I think he was full of shit. He was just full <laughs> so <of> shit. awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Is it but like. It was if- cool. It went, is it like high school reunions when you go and see these bands and like some of them you go back and you're like, wow, Ozzy looks exactly the same as 87. And then you're like, Don Dawkin. Holy shit, that dude ate himself. Yeah. No, Don, Don was like, I, I was, I, all I could think of as I was trying to eat, first of all, I was thinking about two things. That Don had like a, a piece of barbecue chicken hanging from his chin. Oh my god! And I know it was bizarre, and he didn't know it. I was like, "When's that going to fall off?" And <laughs> did you? And say the other something? thing I was thinking was, "My God, I hope I don't look like Don when I'm his age." But I was like, "Fuck, that's only like six months." So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, <laughs> is there a point where you think to yourself that like these guys should have like the recognition that they should just stop because it's like. You know, I got to be real with you. Like, poor Ozzy Osbourne. I know it's just Sharon Osbourne, like, pushing him out there and being like, you could do it. The guy has MS, all right? And he looks amazing. And, like, he's really, like, cleaned himself up. But, like, he can't sing. I don't even know if he could walk. Like, who knows? He's like Franklin Delano Roosevelt, like, where you didn't know he had polio. They just kind of wheeled him around. Like, when do you stop? Like, when does Don Dawkins look into the mirror and say, I'm missing a bunch of those incisors. Maybe I shouldn't sing this anymore. Don, I don't think Don, Don has to pay his rent, so he can't fucking stop. Ozzy has no excuse. He's got a bunch of money. Obviously, Sharon's like, Fuck it, I want a new Tesla. So you're going out and singing tonight. Oh my gosh. But, but you know, Ozzy doesn't really need to sing. Although I will say, I saw Ozzy so many times for years and he always sounded great. I never saw him sound bad. And, but then a, like a few years ago, we were at a festival that, that he was at and he came on and we were like listening from afar. And I'm not kidding you. He was, well, you know, they tuned down now. They tuned down like a, at least you know he misses step. every single note i i think honestly and this is a sad truth i don't think he can hear because well, like that, when i saw him do nib he sang the whole thing like a half step half off, off right and you're just like it's so uncomfortably dissonant you're like he can't hear that that's no, so bad like to do it consistently like he he can't hear it no he's a, he was exactly a half step off like the entire set and and we were all blown away because that's really hard to do to be that consistently <laughs> right, right, off. consistently out so, of tune. <laughs> but I was, I was 
I, I thought to myself, well, it's got to be a, com a combination of, well, the fact that, I mean, he's probably lost a lot of hearing and he's also, they're tuning down a lot. And I don't think he wears in-ear monitors. So the volume is really fucking loud. And that makes it even harder to hear the note, especially when you're tuning lower. So I will give him all of that. But then I also think, well, fuck, man, he's, I mean, he's probably on a lot of drugs too, which kicks ass. Well, you, know, you know what's even harder though, <laughs> I feel like, than singing the whole set a half, a half a step off is Geezer Butler and Tony Iommi sitting there like they owning it the whole time. And they're like, Iomi murders it still. The guy fucking shreds. Geezer yeah. Butler, like 75 fingers going at once. And they're just standing there stoically, but like they hear it. How could they go for 90 minutes? They're just counting down the moments like this is the end of Into the Void. I'm done. No, last I can't time I this. saw Where's no, Dio? Last time I saw oh. Ozzy, he just walked off stage for a good like 25 minutes and let Zach Wilde take the world's longest guitar solo. And that was it. It yeah. was just the Zach Wilde show. And I was like, all right, I saw Ozzy, but not really. <laughs> I will say um, Tony, Tony Iommi. I love Tony Iommi. I think he's a, one of the greatest writers of all time. And um, a lot of people don't know this about me. I slammed my, I saw my, my left, two of my left hand fingers in a door one time when I was fighting with this horrible girl. Uh, yeah. This girl came at me with like a bat or something. And I slammed my fingers in a door and I yanked my fingers off, out, like off. It chopped my fingers off at the end. And they were still attached by like some skin, but they were hanging off and like there was blood shooting everywhere. And uh, on, my, on the way to the hospital, I kept thinking to myself, fuck, Tony Iommi can play with plastic fingers. <laughs> so if he can do it, like that, it actually inspired me. I was like, well, fuck, I mean, if I have to, if I lose my fingers, you know, that's, that's can play staying, with plastic fingers. Staying positive with Satchel right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, I mean, you don't. You don't really need all of your fingers, guys. Ooh, I don't know. I, the one time when I was in college, I got carpal tunnel in my left hand, and I couldn't feel my fingertips for a while, and it just, it really, like, fucked me up. I, I was like, I can't, I can't play, because it's just weird not to feel this, so good Did for you. Did you playing I, War Pigs? Yeah, you know what helps? When I, I got carpal tunnel one time, and I just switched to my left hand for a while. Oh, and apparently so I'm not good enough for that. <laughs> There's also not really a left-handed violin, so... I was. Just uh, I don't think that's what he meant, uh, Siobhan. Oh, uh, never mind. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I don't know anything about the violin. Siobhan's like, I'm, I don't bow with that hand. What are you thinking? Don't you know this is enforced? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. The violin, of course, and the, the guitar, right? Stringed instruments. Totally. Are I you doing like that at four forty? By the way, Siobhan, is uh, it AC/DC current? Um, I, I don't know. Classical musicians sometimes tune a little sharp, like four forty one, four forty two. But apparently we weren't talking about violin to begin with. So we'll just go yeah, back to what we were talking about. <laughs> what's the, hey, what's the magical, um, the magic, is, did, somebody sent me this crazy, weird um, tuning fork one time and said, here, you need to tune your, there it is. Is that the one? I mean, I don't know. This that's, is just like a standard A440. That's A440. No, the one I'm talking about, somebody sent me and they went, hey, listen, I think you should tune all your instruments to this. It's a 431 or something. Oh, yeah. And like the. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. This is the best thing ever. They went, <laughs> listen, guys, if every, if we can get all the musicians to tune to A431 instead of A440, all the music in the world will vibrate on the same <laughs> wavelength. And it's the most, like, it's, 
there will be no more war. There'll be no more famine. There'll be like, I'm not kidding you. Like, I well, do, you know, like, do you know, if you look that up, do you know who invented that? Let's tell me it's less false. You're Hitler. Oh shit! Oh, I'm not even kidding, dude. I swear yeah. to God, they, they, Hitler thought it was the way to like unite the universe. So I think they said, I don't know if it's 432 or whatever it is. Yeah, but go that and whole fact check. Uh, that. I, yeah, I don't know no, about your go, facts. Google it, dude. I swear I to God, Hitler- the Nazis tried to fucking like Dr. Joseph Mengele was like change it to 432. God they were damn trying it. to they unite think, the those universe. Those guys thought of everything. Why did we? <laughs> why did we stop them? Oh yeah. No, no, no. We had to take them back to the United States and have them be part of MK Ultra and work for Nixon. That's what we That's did. Exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. So. That's how we got those Megadeth records, dude. Don't know. you know? I know. Without that, you know, and I know we, we, we have Hitler to thank for Megadeth. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> anxiously looking up. Hey, I'm not lying. Like All that's finding is conspiracy websites here, so this is this, this might makes, take a while. Makes sense. I wrote a lot of them. <laughs> but you have to remember that anything that the mainstream media doesn't dub truth is a conspiracy at this point. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. We're cl- we need to come. Oh my gosh! Why did we go here? Well, I'm meant to ask you. So, so <laughs> let's do this. Let's play a game. Let's call okay. it clickbait. What clickbait can we talk about? Like, what can we talk about that's just going to show up on Google? Well, we didn't get we didn't finish talking about Lexi Fox. I thought we were talking about Lexi Fox. And well, you 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 kind of diverted, it, so I didn't know if you like <laughs> felt something down there in the tampon area. No, 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 dude. I don't have a. I don't. I have plenty of vaginas, but they're all in the other room. I, I don't know. <laughs> they're all external. I don't want you to have any toxic shock syndrome on my on my what time. You, what do you want to know? I'll tell you anything you want to know. What, what happened with want? Lexi, man? Oh, you want to know? He what had happened? bitching hair. Yeah, you get such bitchin' hair. Like, what do you have to do to have that bitchin' hair not be worth it? Dude, I, I, you know, I'm sh- I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that would love to know. Like, what fucking happened to Lexi Fox? Dude, what happened? They, they would. Ha- I haven't talked to Lexi since he quit the band. So that that's the that's the interesting thing. Like, a lot of people are you know are like, get Lexi back. It's never gonna be the same without Lexi Fox. Oh no. Oh no, dude! I love I love how he you stalled wanna, on that. Like like Lexi right, Fox is conspiracies. It was, it was yeah. so clickbait. So Lexi, Lexi's like in. He's like ha 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 ha. Satchel, you there? Started, Can you hear us? You're frozen. Oh in like the most back. epic face possible, too. That's fucking great, dude. He start, it's like this is this is what he did. Is like, hey, okay, so freeze my computer just as I start telling people what's about to happen. I'm gonna start eating my tacos while I wait. Oh, oh my god, no! Tacos. <laughs> well, we, we apologize to every music blog out there. As the, <laughs> we we almost had the best headline ever there, but that's okay. There he is. <laughs> we lost you at the most Are climactic moment of that. We, yeah, we, we can hear you. Maybe you got assassinated by like this, consp- you know, like you're, yeah, the, you're given the, the internet was just gonna be. Yeah. Pink, pink and like black polka dots coming up on your screen. We're like, shit, he's in the matrix now. Okay, so where where was I? Did you hear did you hear the part that I told you about where I, I uh, caught him having sex with a dog? No, we missed that. Just no, we missed that part. Oh. Yeah. Okay, where do I start that? No, wh- where was I when I cut out? You were saying know. everyone was saying you, oh, you said that he didn't call you back. He he quit and so so he quit and then just disappeared and said fuck it and went off into the night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, there's a lot. There's a you know, of course we we didn't want him to quit. Nobody wanted him to quit including a lot of fans. I'm sure a lot of fans are very, very sad that he left, but you know, he's the guy who left the band. So um, I think he's got, you know, you know, he's got, he's got his own things. He's uh, 
he's dealing with and and he just wanted to uh go and do that so i don't know i don't know um i can't answer for lexi fox there we go how's my hair looks yeah, good um, but, but you know we'll we will all miss lexi fox and we all wish him the best in everything that he does but uh but we didn't but we didn't fire him he quit the band so so we wish you know we're gonna have to move on and, and get somebody else who's younger and foxier and doesn't need as much Botox as him. And um, <laughs> do you think Wolfgang Van Halen's available? Because I feel like, is there like a Wolfgang in your life that, cause you know, that's kind of what happened with Michael Anthony. You know what I mean? Then just don't you have like a younger kid that could just come in and like do it with you? Well, you know what? We, we did put the, uh, the word out for bass players and we've already gotten uh, a lot of submissions and we've gotten some really great ones as well. So, Any musicians? You know, uh, no musicians yet, but we're, but we are hoping that maybe, I mean, we don't really want a musician though. We want a bass player. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. <laughs> if it walks like a duck. Exactly. So, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, I mean, there are some guys that, that, uh, there's been several that have been awesome. And when I say several, I mean more, more than, more, more than, than seven or eight that have been r- like really, really great. And, and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll end up finding the right guy, but, w- but we're going to take our time with it because, you know, we're, we, uh, we don't plan on stopping rocking anytime soon. Listen, I love Steel Panther. This guy would never quit because I love my bands, okay? <laughs> um, but I'm not going to quit the band, and I know the other guys aren't either, and if they quit, I'll just find other people to replace them too. But, um, <laughs> but we, w- we will continue to rock, and we will, uh, you know, like I said, we want to get the right guy because – we want to keep rocking as long as possible. So we don't want to get somebody who we think is right. And then like two months down the line go, Oh, this wasn't the right choice, right choice. So we're going to, you know, we're going to make sure that that decision is, is not one that we do that we enter into lightly. So. That's gotta be tough because yeah, it takes years to build chemistry. So I, I don't know if you can talk about it, but how do you, how do you test that out in like a compressed time period? Well, you know, th- that's the thing. Like we, we had a great chemistry with Lexi, but um, that's something that we don't want to rush. So we're, we're going to take a couple different guys out on the road over the next few months. And we're also going to continue to look at people who send in uh, submissions. And, you know, like I said, we're not going to decide on, on, on any, on, on a submission tape or something. We're going to get together and hang out. I think really it's more, more, you know, the, one of the main things is just hanging out with somebody and seeing how you get along with them. Obviously for us performing and being on stage has a lot to do with it. Um, there's already, like I said, some people that have uh, submitted that clearly understand what we're trying to do and, and they get that we're, that we we're more than just a band and we're more than just a, a, uh, you know, well, you know, we're we're, a, we're an entertainment uh, entity, and and it's not just playing the bass. You got to be able to like, you know, go. Do, you got to be able to do a lot of things to be in this band. And but we will <coughs> we will find the right guy. So well, that's a good and question. I'm excited though. about it. What but what makes the right guy? Because obviously we know how it goes in rock and roll. You can't replace the guy. You can't get Randy Rhodes to replace Randy Rhodes. So like Lexi clearly. Right was Lexi. So like, are you looking for someone who's like Lexi? Are you open-minded to these 
you know, totally different characters that can maybe give a different chemistry. You know, like the I don't want to say the the Van Hagar to the Dan, David Lee Roth because that's like a negative connotation, but it took it somewhere different. Do you think you guys are going to go somewhere different, or is it just different flavors of metal? Well, I mean that that's I mean of course anytime anybody leaves a band, you can never find <laughs> that person. I would never try to get somebody to be Lexi Fox. I think that would be a bad idea anyway. But, um, you know, I mean, honestly, like, um, that's something that, that we, um, I, I'm entering into it with a very open mind because, uh, like, I don't, you know, I don't have any preconceived notions of who's going to blow me away or who's going to, who's really going to come in and bring a lot to the table. So certain guys might be great bass players. Other guys might not be as good on the bass but have a lot more to offer in other areas. So we're, we're very open-minded to all of that. And, you know, I mean, like, let, let's face it, you know, it's a little easier to replace a bass player than it is to replace a singer because two guys that play the same bass part, it's going to sound pretty similar. Whereas a singer is going to sound completely different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not like we're, you know, Lexi didn't really write songs. So I thought you guys did tracks for years. That. Like, I mean, I thought you guys literally just mimed anything. So can't you just technically take anybody you want and just have them play his parts anyway? Because like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously we, we need somebody who looks cool because all of his all of his bass parts are already recorded. So, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so much of it, of course, is personality too. Like we said before, chemistry. I, I literally got five messages. I'm not even joking. That's how I found out was like, are you joining Steel Panther? I'm like, why? I mean, that's cool. Thanks for asking me. But like of all days, why? And then it's like Lexi Fox. No, I'm like, I have a chance. There's a chance. But yeah, it, I don't listen, know. Like I said, I'm open. I'm open to I'm open minded to anybody who wants to audition. I think that's one cool thing that that we're doing is actually uh you know, letting anybody submit. Can anybody I just, who wants to, who thinks they have what it takes to be in the band can submit. And, uh, you know, there, there's been, <laughs> I, I think we've gotten almost four, like probably over 400 submissions already. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean they're all good. Have you had any female submissions just out of curiosity? Can you tell me that? As, as a matter of fact, we have. And, and uh, there's been at least one, there's been, there's been a couple that have been great. Like a couple that have been really, really great. Couple girls that are they're in in the running for sure. I mean, I don't know, I don't know who's gonna be our next bass player yet, but I never really thought, oh yeah, I want to get a girl a girl bass player, but but I am I'm definitely Well, let me ask you this. With the girl with a girl bass player, you it kind of like offsets the misogyny, but it also if they're on your team, you could go What's even misogyny? deeper. I don't know. It just sounds like oh, I, I got one once in Vegas and it ended with some Asian blowing me. But um, Oh, God, those yeah. are the best. But the thing is, I feel like if you had a chick that was like on your team, that you guys could go like deep with your crowd. Because if you guys go to a Steel Panther show, sometimes it's metal. Sometimes it's like a hostage situation. Sometimes it's just like you don't know what's going on, but like there's yeah. just people touching each other. Like, I feel like that's more conducive to that if you had a chick. Like, that would blow my mind. Well, I don't know about the whole misogyny thing, but if we did have a, a girl in the band, I would love to be able to fuck her when I can't fuck somebody else. <laughs> so that's a cool thing. That, that would make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thinking, thinking, and if we get a girl in the band, I mean, the first thing that we got to do at, at the audition is have her suck all of our dicks. I mean, 
I that's you really do that for men or women. You got to make sure. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah, I'm not. I mean, if we didn't do it for men and women, that would be sexist. Come on, Corey. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Equal opportunity. <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like I feel like asking like for people to send in bass player audition tapes for Steel Panther is like going to your Ouija board and being like, please, demons, possess me. Like, yeah. you're opening the floodgates to hell, dude. You're like, hey, all the bass players with yeah. long hair that still wear, like, full-blown leather from head to toe in 90-degree weather and, you know, oh. still rock nothing but, like, Judas Priest pre-1980 and, like, and, and walk around and walk around. Like, it's still a thing yeah. to get into Studio 54 with their Marlboros, raw, like, rolled up. What are those guys like? I, I was surprised at how many dudes auditioned they sent a videotape of them auditioning and it was them on their bed in their apartment they didn't have a bed frame it's just a mattress on the floor <laughs> next to a wall with a bag of doritos and like a six pack of beer like i couldn't believe it and these dudes are like you know 68 years old they're still living in an apartment like just their mom's apartment which i think hey man that's fucking heavy metal right there <laughs> Can I outlive? Can I outlive my mom and my like my buddy Jesse actually outlived his mom in his house. She like moved, ended up moving out, so he stayed in the same place that he grew up, and then like just took over, and she like got a new place. I was like, dude, that's the way to be. Like that's how yeah. you do it, man. You make mom move out. That's right. That's. Uh, I wish I would have thought of that sooner. <laughs> <laughs> right, mom. Mom, I'll be there in a second. Oh my god, dude. So as far as like new music's concerned, like so you write a lot of the music for Steel Panther. What there's got to be a lot of shit that's inspiring you. Like what kind of stuff right now is grinding your gears, Mister Satchel? Oh well, you know, I mean, listen, I, I'm always going to write about what I have experience at, which is you know fucking a lot of girls and and doing a lot of drugs. So you know, people are like, oh, here we go again, another song about drugs and pussy, and it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Write about something that I don't know about? You know, so yeah, of course I'm gonna we're gonna write songs about that. Um, but yeah, there's 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 some other. I mean, we we've got a lot of new songs. You know, I've been writing a lot since since they locked us all in our houses. Fifteen days ago, it's been fifteen days, right? Fifteen days of slow spread. Is that what it is? So, are, is the fifteen days up yet? I don't even know what year it is. Nevertheless, what day? <laughs> yeah, we lost track. I just keep buying <laughs> keyboards. They show up at my door. Yeah, what's the what's the name of your show? It's twenty twenty four, right? Yes, twenty twenty four. We're just in twenty twenty perpetually, so <laughs> let us know when we're done. <laughs> well, hey, if we're all on lockdown, like I, that's the thing is, I didn't even know that you couldn't like leave your house. Like I am such a recluse. Like everyone's like, oh, you're such a sociable person. I went to the grocery store the other day, and like I thought it's okay not to have a mask on. Like what? I'm walking around. I'm like, am I a social pariah? Like what's going on? Yeah, and I'm in Randolph, Massachusetts. We're not of the highest repute in the world. Like, there are some ghetto-ass motherfuckers in this town. And they're, like, looking at me like, you mouth breather. I'm like, I, I didn't know that you're a lesbian. Yeah. I know. It's a horrible, horrible time that we live in. <laughs> oh, breather. Breather. I, sometimes I cross those wires. In the gym. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. <laughs> mouth breather. I get it. No, that was good. That was good. I mean, listen, I tried. I, I loved it. Could I be in the I band? Love... I'm not fast enough. I'm not fast you enough. You don't in have a good to way. have a vagina to be a carpet muncher because I'm a carpet muncher as well. So, right? Is that a <laughs> sexist term, carpet muncher? I don't know. Does anybody have a carpet anymore? That's, I don't. That's yeah, I don't know. It's an I have, antiquated I have a term. <laughs> antiquated. 
I gotta look that one up. There's, what about ants? Does this have to do with anything? Not ants. a goddamn thing. <laughs> you said Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking this to the lowest common denominator. Thank you. Good night. Yeah, you haven't Ladies driven that conversation into the ground in a few episodes, so that was like, that was yeah, nice. this is like real. I curb good. stomped this like American History X style. Back to the Nazis. Well, I have 432. to say, it's a now, giant 432 Siobhan, joke. Siobhan, save us. No, no, it's okay. Now, now that you changed your your angle with your phone, now I see twice as many guitars as we saw before. So, can maybe can you tell us about some of these guitars that are? I thought you only uh, had just the bottom. Have a mirror. There's a mirror in the middle of the, oh, the room. Oh, okay, okay. So it's just it's just doubling no, everything. Well, okay. you know what? There's there's not a whole. I mean, there's a cut. Listen, this is a. I probably showed you this the last time. Did you see, you guys see this oh, one already? That's pretty badass. That's awesome. Isn't that great? It's amazing. How comfortable is yeah, that to play? It looks. My buddy John made that. It actually, the cool thing about this is it's um, it actually smells. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh it's my a god! I, sniff guitar. It's really I, great. I just got what? Okay, I just, I just got <laughs> that you, whole thing. Did you just get that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah this yeah my, my buddy john made that it, it's it's it plays great sounds great and smells great as well so i am sure <laughs> did you know that brazilian rosewood like chocolate ice cream i just said brazilian rosewood smells like chocolate that's how you know it's brazilian is you is you just uh you, you sand it down it smells like chocolate i was convinced okay. that's why all the people at prs were high in the 80s <laughs> Oh wow, that's uh, that's a great place to work, I guess. No, but it's true though. If you if you actually sand down Brazilian rosewood, it's it's wicked chocolatey smelling. I only know that because I took a belt sander to a guitar from like eighteen sixty. So whatever. Wow, They're, you're you're the only person I've ever heard say that. But um, you know, I don't hang out with. Listen, I play guitar. I don't I don't build them. You know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing building. I just guitars. break them, dude. I don't build them. <laughs> Well, so so let's let's talk about performing. Has there been any performing since the last time we talked to you? If you have there been any shows? Like what's what's been going on? There's well, I mean, there there hasn't been a lot of a lot going on. I think I think there's been very few performances by any band mm-hmm. since last year. Although we went out we went out a f- couple times this year, uh, mostly in the states. You know, we did. I mean, we did a lot of shows, not a lot, but like a handful of shows where they were outdoor. You know. You know, oh, we we have to have social distancing to make sure everybody's safe. So we're going to do a show. We'll put the band outside, even though it's 37 degrees Fahrenheit. And it'll, it'll be an outdoor show. <laughs> what, like, oof, oh, my God. Crazy, like crazy stuff. I mean, you know, but we've done some stuff like that. We have done some indoor shows as well. Um Let's hope that uh, let's hope that we get past this at some point. Are you still are you still doing this current 10, 12 years? What <laughs> are you still doing this current tour? Like I have in my phone, you're coming to Hampton Beach and you're coming or, or some other stuff. Is we that are still happening. Our, we're on our way. We, we are on our way. We, we were supposed to leave on Thursday, but um, alas, there's been more cancellations because uh, the pl- first place we were supposed to go was New Orleans. Oh, and now geez. that's about yeah. 12 feet underwater. Jeez. Yeah. So we had to cancel the first three shows of this tour, but well, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do some of them, some of the shows that we're supposed to do. Yeah. So let me ask you a question that just came to mind. You were mentioning traveling around the U.S. What's it like when you guys? And I'm not sure you you've toured Europe. I assume is it? it, Are the audiences 
do you find that the humor is different there that people have a different reaction to your show you know because whenever we're abroad I always think about like Brit you know the British people have different humor and the Germans have different humor like it's it changes a lot so what, what's your experience over there with the show uh well I mean it, it, everybody you know I think people that enjoy Steel Panther have that common bond no matter where you go so when we when we go to Europe I'm I mean sure there. The, the there might be a little bit more of a, a of a language barrier uh like in in germany or or probably even worse when we get to like uh italy or or you know places like that but but germany you know they speak there's a lot of people that speak english fairly well in germany even though it's english second language but the humor they all get the humor mm-hmm. like they they all love the songs and they all get they all get you know what we do and in germany they they are they're awesome everybody dresses up in germany you know obviously in england you know it's the same way they all speak a lot of them speak english in england although not as many as there used to be over there but um but everywhere we go the one thing that i did notice though that is that when we go to japan i i I would have thought that we'd have a way bigger uh, following in japan but there's not quite as many english-speaking people in japan as I would have thought. And there's also, they're very repressed in Japan sexually. So I think when you joke about ass fucking somebody's mom in Japan, they kind of go, <laughs> Oh, go um, I'm well. going to go to go get, go get a drink somewhere. They just, <laughs> they just kind of like shy away from that kind of humor over there. But I will say this, the first time we ever played in Japan, it was a festival. It was a loud park festival. And we opened up with Asian hooker. So, first song we ever did in Japan and ballsy uh, yeah it was ballsy yeah and they loved it they fucking loved it I don't think the, I don't think they understood what the fuck we were saying but they, they loved it that's hilarious one thing I noticed about like playing in Japan is everybody well at least at rock concerts when we were playing is like it was like classical music it was like oh yes welcome to the stage and everybody's like doing this like in coordination there's like absolutely no chaos whatsoever like high energy but it's super organized which Very is kind organized. of weird. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, it's cult, like that's the culture over there, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's very, a, it's it's very interesting. Although that, that's that's one thing. I, that's one reason why I don't think you know we go over as well in Japan as we do in a lot of other countries because our show. Um, you know, I, I don't think you've ever been to our show, but uh, you know, I know that uh, Benny has been to a number of them, and and we 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 involve the crowd a mm-hmm. lot, and. And when you're in Japan, I don't think the crowd really likes to be involved. Like if you try mm-hmm. to talk to people in the audience, they sort of like look around and go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm not fucking talking to you, man. <laughs> um, so, but, but when we're in G- Germany or, you know, Canada or Australia and you point at somebody and say, Hey man, I'm going to fuck your face. They go, all right. Yeah. You can fuck my face, Satchel. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. What would you say is your favorite country to to perform in outside of the U.S.? Well, I do love going to Poland because there's a lot of really slutty girls there. That's a great place. <laughs> but there's a lot of slutty girls everywhere, so I, you know it's hard to choose. You know, Canada's great. America, the good old U.S. of A. is great. Um, you know. Where do you guys go over the best in the U.S.? Because, like, okay, if the last few years haven't taught us anything, there's a lot of divisiveness and cancel culture going on. And, well, 
You're kind of one of those, I fucking hate that shit. In fact, your clip of you saying like, uh, talking about free speech, which you are the fucking living embodiment manifestation of free speech. Like if there was a Mr. Clean for fucking free speech with awesome hair because he's fucking bald, it would be you, bro. So like, what do you think going around the fucking country where everyone's like divisive? First off, one of the things about metal is that it's supposed to bring people together. But you have a show where people could either love it or hate it. So, like, do you right. notice, like, in Texas, it's different from, you know, Mississippi, it's different from Arkansas, it's different from Boston? Well, I mean, again, like, I, I, I obviously, I don't ever, I don't try to get political with that kind of shit, but I do think that, that our band, our band, you know, we, we separate the wheat from the chaff right out of the gate. Like, if you are a, offended by us talking about ass-fucking, then you're probably not going to come to the show in the first place. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, there, there are, I mean, listen, I mean, there's always, there's going to be different opinions on, on certain things. I, I try not to, you know, go to a political place usually, especially at our shows. Um, I don't give a fuck whether people are Republicans or Democrats at our shows. I don't care whether they're pro-vax or anti-vax. I don't give a shit. But um, when it comes to speech though, like, Listen, I believe that everybody should be able to say whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want. And um, that's what makes our fucking country great. I, I do think that uh, there's plenty of people. Uh, listen, there's plenty of people in Canada that are figuring out that, that there's some big differences between America and, and Canada. And, the, and one of the main ones is you can pretty much say whatever the fuck you want. Although, let's face it, you can't say whatever you want in America anymore. That's going away. You can't say what you want. And it's not because the government's clamping down. It's because big tech is clamping down. So if you say, hey, I don't know about the the vaccine, for instance, like, oh, well, if you don't know about it, we're just going to take you off that. We're going to, you know, you're spreading dangerous rumors or whatever. And I think that's just a way for for people to uh, shut down their political opposition. And I, I think it's a bullshit excuse, but unfortunately that's where we're at with it, with America now, like now political rivals can go, Hey, uh, we don't like what they're saying. So let's get big tech to, to remove it. Let's get big tech to get it the fuck out. And if we don't like, if you don't like what we're doing, we'll just, you know, let's see, let's, you know, it, I think political, uh, opposition doesn't have to use the government to silence people anymore. It's, uh, they're using companies, right? So if you can get Nike to mandate something for all their employees or, or get Starbucks to mandate something and say, hey, you know, everybody who wants to come in our store has to wear, has to wear masks or something. So the, the government can step out and go, hey, it's, they're private. They can do whatever the fuck they want, right? But, you know, that's not really true because what if Starbucks said, hey, we don't like black people anymore? Black people can't come in. The government would say, hey, motherfucker, you can't do that. Right. So, I mean, the government steps in when they want to step in. But when they don't want to mm-hmm. step in, they go, um, they're private. They can do whatever they want. So you can see you can see how that is going for people. But but we definitely don't have freedom of speech like we used to in in our country. And that changed a lot over the last. How long has it been? Um, Ten months now. Did I lose you yeah. guys? You, you, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm listening, I'm listening yeah. because <laughs> I have a thing. 
Cut his feed! Cut his feed! He's talking about no, free speech! I, I, I wholeheartedly believe. So listen to this. So when we were growing up, and this is a serious thing, like we, I had to read in school George Orwell, right? 1984, mm-hmm. about Big Yeah, they Brother. canceled that and, book, by the way. Yeah, they don't. Oh, you don't read that or Fahrenheit four fifty. Yeah, yeah, none yeah, of that shit, dude. Or Anne Frank's diary or anything like that didn't happen. Um, Cut it. But but you you had to read uh, nineteen eighty four, and the whole idea was that there were people watching over you at all times, and that there was something called Big Brother. But the truth is, we are Big Brother. We are those auditors. We are the ones taking pictures of ourselves, geotagging ourselves, fucking saying, you know what? Your speech is bothering me. Like, I actually, I found out that Lost Symphony, our band that we're in, that you play on Chapter One, right? We couldn't fucking post shit because one of our, spawn, uh, the people that was helping us advertise, right? Because you have to pay for that shit. was like, we can't post anything. I'm like, why? Because the moderator's restricted for 60 days. What? Well, one of my fucking posts, like, I, I think it was like false news because it said, like, if you stare at this, it, it you know, it, it makes your mind. What I actually cut out all the words and just I like the picture because I'm a stoner. Right. I got flagged for that. And then one of my other buddies got kicked off Facebook. And he's a nihilistic motherfucker. And from like four years before I had post uh, posted a terribly. <laughs> hilarious meme that said be mine and it was hitler again back to the hitler thing for for you know uh, uh, uh valentine's day because that's how i feel about it and he appreciated it and nobody complained he thought it was funny i thought it was funny but because he got kicked off facebook facebook went back and four years fucking later tagged me and i had to have my fucking pr agency call me and say why the fuck can't we advertise and it's because i spread false news and because i am a nazi yes let me just remind people that um, the Taliban can tweet whenever the fuck they want, but Donald Trump can't, okay? <laughs> doesn't, that, doesn't that fucking strike people as fucking weird that the Taliban can do whatever the fuck they want on big... On Come on, he's smart media. enough. He made another account now. He must have like a Donald Trump too. <laughs> Listen, I think Donald Trump should have a fake account as the leader from the Taliban yes! and just tweet as oh, that guy. yeah. What would be his That's first the way tweet? To get around it. Hold on, but what would be Donald Trump's first tweet as the Taliban with his fake Twitter handle? Yeah, well, that's that's a really good question. As long, I guess, as long as it's not about hydroxychloroquine, he can he can do whatever he wants. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> wait, he, wait, wait! The Taliban can't be tweeting about ivermectin. Wait, I'm confused. You know, you have a you know a lot for a guitarist. Like, you know, you're yeah. you're very dangerously armed with knowledge for somebody that plays guitar. Social media anymore. I got fucking banned from that shit. Is this why you're not playing bass on the record because you're just not capable of dumbing yourself down? I can't do it. Yeah, I play too many notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But it, it's it's funny you you are reverse cancel culture. Do you ever find that like people? Have you used cancel culture against cancel culture? Because I know with the pussy melter, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to turn this into money. We're going to let them get angry. And then our people are going to get even angrier because it's actually an injustice. And that's the thing is there's no question that what happened and people should go Google it like uh, with the pussy melter. But yeah. you you ended up having uh, TC Helicon or whatever uh, take your patch off because it was called the pussy melter as if there isn't the big muff and like 10 million other sexual double entendres out there and people were offended and they actually did it and you fucking turned it into a pedal and made money off of it what's up with that 
it, it, that's a, that the whole thing was a perfect example of like, you know, you know, TZ Electronics, they, they, I mean, they, they got really scared. They were like, oh my God, there's like hundreds of people and they're all mad at us and let's take this down. And, and they were afraid of getting canceled. And, and um, of course, you know, I, I sort of made fun of that, that whole situation, but, but, uh, but, but, you know, with that, you know, we had so many fans that, I mean, let's face it, you know, like I said, I don't care what who votes for who or what side of the aisle you're on. Most Steel Panther fans appreciate that we can say whatever we want and we can joke about whatever the fuck we want. And when somebody tried to shut us down and say, oh, you can't call this a pussy melter, that's offensive. All of our fans came to bat for us. We didn't really have, I didn't have to say anything. I mean, there were so many people just waiting to get get in into the fray with that that they all did the fighting for us and and thankfully you know we were i felt like we were on the right side of that i mean listen it was it, it was plain and simple a free speech issue and uh so when we we did put the that foot pedal up for sale everybody wanted a piece of it and everybody mm-hmm. and listen most people didn't give a shit what it sounded like and ironically, the thing sounds fucking great. It sounds, it's one of the best sounding distortion pedals I've ever heard. And, um, you know, and I can't take credit for that because I did not design the circuit. Although I'm sure that somewhere in the circuit, there's just a little bit of pussy juice in everyone. <laughs> um, but the whole thing, you know, turned out really great for us because it was really about, hey, you can't tell us what to say. And this is, you know, I'm sure everybody's heard a lot of people talking about that over the list, last couple of years about comedy and about how cancel culture and the and wokeism is ruining comedy. And and uh, yeah, there's a lot of comedians that are afraid to go places that they used to be able to go very easily. I mean, listen, I was alive during the 80s when there was fucking Sam Kinison and George Carlin and all these guys that that, you know, and when Eddie Murphy came out for the first time. I was a kid. You guys probably, you guys aren't old enough to remember this shit, but when Eddie Murphy came out and he was on Saturday Night Live, he also did his first album. I think his first album was Raw or Delirious, maybe. You're maybe talking about the one, all, red, all Red Leather? Oh, dude, All Red Leather. And, and um, everybody- I still wear that every school. night to bed. And there was, and there was, a, there was a, a thing that he did on his record about- about Mr. T being gay, right? Like, and you guys probably don't remember this. And he was like, I you know, yeah, Mr. T, like, and he was talking about like, what if Mr. T was gay? And, and like, you know, and he was taking it up the ass and he was doing, he was doing his thing about Mr. T, like, you know, you know, you better slow down or I'll rip your fucking dick off motherfucker with my butt cheeks or whatever. And it was, <laughs> and it was great. Everybody in my seventh grade class was like, that's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. And so, you know, years later, when, when I started writing, songs for steel panther i was like god you know i really want to be i want to be the heavy metal version of eddie murphy back in 1984 like i want to do that i want every kid in the seventh grade to hear my songs like i want to write a song and have seventh graders go i want to memorize every fucking word to that song just because it's so fucking offensive and i want to play (laughs) it really loud in my bedroom so my parents can hear it through the bedroom door and go, what the fuck am I hearing through my from my kid's bedroom right now? So that was the kind of shit that inspired me as a, as a you know, you know, as far as humor goes. It was like guys like Eddie Murphy and Sam Kennison, guys who didn't give a 
fuck who they were offending, right? And and so I think I think there are a lot of comedians who are afraid they're going to offend, you know, women or or gay people, and you got to throw that shit out the window. And and ironically, like there, there are Steel Panther fans everywhere we go um, who are black who are gay, who are women. And I have gay guys that go to every, every time we come to a certain town, they're there. They're like, we're gay and we love you guys. And I'm, it's like, yeah, see, I mean, you can joke about, I mean, we, and we do gay joke all, jokes all the time. It's like, you should be able to joke about that kind of, just because you're not gay, doesn't mean you can't joke about being gay. Just because you're not black, doesn't mean you can't joke about black people. They, they trust me, the black people are joking about white people all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With uh, with everyone like like you mentioned, your inspiration being the Sam Kinison, the the George Carlin, and 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 like that more, you know, unfiltered comedy that doesn't exist much anymore. What do you think the next generation of people that are growing up now, almost, you know, not even the comedians that are kind of afraid, but the people that don't even hear that edgy comedy anymore. What's that going to look like for the future comedians and the future like entertainment? Well, you know, I, I here's the thing. I, I, I know that, th that wokeism is out of control and, and cancel culture is out of control right now, but people love to laugh and people love to be able to speak their fucking mind. And you can't, you know, you can't be funny. I think if you don't, if you can't push the envelope a little bit and joke about shit that you're not supposed to joke about. And that's one of the things that um, is great about the differences in people, like being able to joke about, cultural differences because there's a huge there's huge differences between black and white culture there's huge differences between asian culture and black culture or or gay culture and heterosexual culture gay 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 guys are fucking hilarious they're they're really funny but like i don't you know and i don't understand a lot of it but they're funny as fuck but they're but like i'm not gay so i don't suck dicks but to me the whole idea of being gay is very funny and there's a lot of funny shit in that and uh like you everybody you know listen everybody if you can't joke about the funny shit that's in i mean listen stereotypes are stereotypes because they are fucking funny you know what i mean it's it's uh funny to joke about asian people being bad drivers because there's a lot of them you know, well, I, I know have I'm to say, take some shit from that. no, but that's one thing that I love about <laughs> comedy. And when I do go to see comedians, for example, is that it does feel like like 100 percent honesty. You know, there is some relief you get from people saying stuff as it is and how they perceive it and and that being OK. You know, it's kind of like creates a safe space where it's like OK to laugh at something because you're in that environment of comedy, you know, which it does feel like on, you know, a, a very rare form of honesty. You know, to yeah, go back to what absolutely. we said in the beginning. And, you, know? and, you know, I think I probably talked about this the last time I was on your show. But, but uh, you know, one of the things, one of the things that I love about being in Steel Panther, and one of the things I love about our shows is that, you know, people who go to our show, and it doesn't matter whether they're white or black, or m male or female, or gay or hetero, they go to our show because they love that they're in a place where where everybody's the, the 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 playing field is level because we make fun of everybody and everybody can laugh at everything and they don't you don't have to feel you know you don't have to worry about it because and you don't have to watch what you say because everybody can joke about everything and it's it's everybody's in on it so everybody has fun and it really like 
lets everybody let their guard down and everybody can have fucking fun instead of when you go out in you know when you're out in public normally most people are very aware of what they can and can't say in this day and age and god that gets fucking old after a while most people are just like fuck i just want to i just want to cuss and like make fun of a gay person for once well, come on but you know what's weird though is if you go and watch like these old like movies or whatever you go and watch okay you watch like die hard from the 80s what was inappropriate then versus what's inappropriate now and some stuff they say you're just like that would never fly that would never fly but then the things like you can barely show a tit and i'm watching full-blown dong for like solid like 10 seconds at a time on every hbo show just dong over and over and don't get me wrong like a little dong <laughs> is fine but like it's a lot of dong on tv TV, but then you can't say certain things but then you go back and you watch blazing saddles and you're like this was made this movie actually got made by a white yeah. jewish guy yeah i know i mean well listen blazing saddles I, I mean anybody who goes back and watches that right now you can go back you know if you're 22 years old and you watch blazing saddles you're going to be shocked you're going to be shocked <laughs> but <laughs> But you're also going to fucking laugh your ass off. So, like, <laughs> if you're if you're shocked and and you're laughing your ass off at the same time, you you're probably going to feel guilty about the shit that you laugh at in Blazing Saddles because every other joke in Blazing Saddles is totally offensive and it's all fucking great. It's killer stuff, <laughs> and it's yeah. I mean that that makes you realize like. That shit would never get made now. What is wrong with our culture now? Why can't we laugh at each other? I mean, listen, the th that was one of the great things about the 70s was, was Archie Bunker and, and Blazing Saddles. And I mean, you have to ask yourself, like, are we able to teach the same lessons? One of the things that I loved about Archie Bunker, it wasn't just because Archie Bunker was a racist. They taught you how fucking ridiculous racism is through that show. And, and you couldn't do it without the humor. So if you can't say the words that Archie Bunker said, I mean, listen, they said the N-word like a bunch of times on that show, but they also showed how ridiculous it was to be a racist on that show. So um, I think I think that humor and and all that, it, it's, you know, that's the problem with with wokeism and cancel culture is that they want to they want to tear all the statues down. And if you can't look back and 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 appreciate the good things and the bad things from history, then you're doomed to repeat it, right? So we have to be able to joke about shit and we have to be able to, we have to, be able to talk about stuff. And, and I think one great thing about humor is that it, it's a way to point out how, how ridiculous shit is and laugh about it at the same time. So um, there you go, that's, that's my two cents as they pull down the video from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's amazing insight. I'll I'll say like on a relatable level, that's one thing I loved about like joining the rock world versus being in classical music. You know, every time I would show up to orchestra rehearsal, it was like I always felt like I had to like say the right thing and like be on my best behavior, which you know is fine. It's good. You should be respectful, whatever. But once I joined a rock band and I heard how everyone was talking, it just I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. I'm like, wow, I can actually say how I feel, and that's just a thing. You know, and now yeah. every time I go back to orchestra rehearsal, I'm like, man, I got to watch what I say because I've been in a rock band for so long. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And that's one of the great things about being in a rock band is that you can say virtually anything you want. The problem is most rock musicians are just so stupid. They don't really have many things to say. <laughs>
that's 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 pretty true. To be completely real with you, like they, we, what 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 would you say? Like you know, like what would you do? Like if you're Dave Matthews, you're just standing on stage in front of a bunch of hacky sackers. Like we're gonna be like, there's the there's the pizza truck. Yeah. Like what? Well, no, I'm just saying. Just put your fucking tailored. Shut the fuck up while no, ants march. Talk among yeah. the band, though. I'm saying like within the community of musicians. You know, I'm not talking about what you say to oh, the audience. But like I'm Carter also <laughs> but I'm also in a band with like super brainy people. I mean, the singer was like a PhD candidate, super, you know, it's not your average rock band, I guess, but it's like I the transcendent man. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that means you're probably doing a lot of odd time, which is really, really, uh, I, I can't, I oh, can't no. do that. Odd time isn't marketable. Dustin would never. <laughs> no, 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 you're not thinking about it. So let me tell you about star set. I equate it to Scientology. First off, just like L. Ron Hubbard, when Isaac Asimov and him were getting like coffee break, and Isaac was like, "Dude, you can't make your own religion." He's like, "Bro, I could, I could make my own religion. I did this Dune book. I could fucking write anything." All right, I'm gonna make people get mentally audited. I'm gonna get John Travolta to do shit. I'm gonna get that Bart Simpson fucking dude, like a chick. Is it a chick? And he fucking did it, dude. And Dustin, same fucking thing. He's like, "I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna create a world." They're serious astronauts, which I'm seriously interested by. And then every band that comes on, they're like, wait, you're in Star Set? Like, it doesn't matter if it's Shannon Larkin. It doesn't matter, like, what kind of music you play. They're like, oh, I saw your band at some festival. They're playing on stage with Metallica as a headliner on, like, 15 fucking festivals because of this Dustin guy. And it's like, because they have a religion. And I'll tell you this, other than a Steel Panther show, which is very much like your crowd, I was at uh, a Star Set show, and I started, like, talking to somebody and the people in front of me got upset they were like how could you not be witnessing the star set band and it's like they've been completely reprogrammed and meanwhile dust is just sitting there going ha, 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 ha. yes excellent it's great it's inspiring we have passionate fans i know but i'm sure with steel panther it's the same as when you create a culture you create something that as a community of, of whatever it may be, you know, those, those are really passionate fans, whether it's a culture of comedy, of freedom, of science. This of is my space. homage to Dustin. Do you know that? I wore the shirt as an homage. Did you see it? <laughs> what, what is oh, it? Great. Oh, nice. It's, nice. It's, it's for Dustin. I just want him to know it's not real. Dustin created it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's well, I mean, it's, it's interesting because a, a friend of mine went to uh, Guns N' Roses the other night and sent me pictures from, from GNR, right? And they played it. Um, what is it? The, uh, the Raiders stadium here in Vegas. Right. And they mm -hmm. play, like, you know, it's a big place. I think they must have had probably, you know, 50 or a hundred thousand people there. Who knows? Um, but you know, when you're, when you're at a steel Panther show and there's only a thousand people, everyone knows all the songs, but you know that at a guns and roses show, when there's a hundred thousand people, there's probably about 80 or 85,000 of them that are like, when are they going to play Sweet Child of Mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Like, and sure. so they know they know one or two songs. They might know Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine, uh, Paradise City. They know three songs. And then the rest of them, they're just like, God, when are they going to play those fucking songs? And that's that's the difference. I mean, and, you know, most musicians that I know would cut off their left testicle to, to be as big as Guns N' Roses. You make a lot of money, you play arenas. But when you're playing giant places like that the only way to get to that level is to have a lot of passive listeners that don't really know a lot of your shit they're just going because it's the place to go it's the place to be you know i'm sure that most Wait, you're uh, telling me if you go and see phil collins right now that no one that you don't have a whole stadium doing the fuck it in the air tonight solo together oh, i've seen it man that. 
They're I've seen that. Yeah. But they're Everyone not. knows that. in the air tonight. It's all the, it's all the shit off. It's a groovy uh, kind of love that we, we, we loot. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good Genesis call. That's the one. Peter yeah, so Gabriel. Like, there's going to be a lot of people that, that uh, you know, that don't know all, all the B-sides, right? For, you know, mm-hmm. a Phil Collins concert or something. But but in the air tonight, everybody's going to go. Doo, 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 I didn't know doo, Phil doo. Collins had any B-sides. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of hits, that guy. This discussion will be continued in part two out on September 5th. Thank you, as always, for listening to this episode of 2020. Please visit 2020-d.com. Like and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. This week's throwback clip goes all the way back to episode number 33 at Satchel's first appearance. Check it out. You know, we used to have to win over audiences all over the place and go on stage and, like, people wouldn't even know who we, we were. It was like... You know, we play a fucking movie premiere party and everybody there, we were a new band too. So you have to go on stage and just go, you know, look at girls and go, hey, what's up, bitch? I'm going <laughs> to ass tonight. I mean, like, people were, whoa, whoa, that guy just said he was going to fuck my wife's ass. <laughs> he told my wife he's going to fuck her ass. Like, and, you know, like, we would just, we would, you have to be so confident in what you're doing that you can literally, like, you know, there's a video of me, like, Kelly Clarkson is at our show, and I just look at her and I say, I want to fuck your face. And she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck my face. Like, fuck my face. I know you can do it. <laughs> when you're that confident, like, like the audience, you know, that I think that's a good lesson for anybody in any band. Like, like whenever you're playing new music, you just got to go, you're going to fucking love this, and if you don't, I'm going to kick you in the balls, motherfucker. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.